Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. You have to always ask when something happens that sounds and smells kind of shady. I don't know if you could smell shady. Does shady have a smell? Because if it did, it would smell like what happened to Rudy Giuliani. And you always have to ask yourself this key question. What are they hiding? What are they? You mean what's Rudy Giuliani hiding? No, no, not what's Rudy Giuliani's hiding. He's been all over the media. What is the swamp government, Democrat, liberal, outside group, media symbiote? What are they hiding? What are they? Ask yourself this question every time. What are they trying to make go away by trying to make Rudy Giuliani go away? I'm going to walk through piece by piece today how the media is doing it, how the swamp is doing it, how outside groups are doing it. And you're going to be like, oh, my gosh, this has a Soros angle again. Oh, yeah, it always does in these cases. Today's show brought to you by ExpressVPN. Stand up for your digital rights. Get a VPN today. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Welcome to the Dan Bongino show on this Monday. Let me get right to it. Loaded, loaded show today. As I said, today's show brought to you by ExpressVPN. A few decades ago, private citizens used to be largely that, private. Well, what changed? The internet changed. Everything you browse, searched for, watched, or tweeted, all of that can be collected, crawled through, and aggregated by third parties now into a permanent public record. Your record. How'd you like having your private life exposed for others to see? Something only celebrities used to worry about. Now you too, because we're all public figures now. I keep my data private when I go online. You know how I do it? ExpressVPN. Do you know there are hundreds of data brokers out there who sold businesses to buy and sell your data? The worst part is they don't have to tell you who they're selling it to or even get your consent. One of these data points is your IP address. Data harvesters use your IP to uniquely identify you and your location. <laughs> Not funny, right? But with ExpressVPN, my connection gets rerouted to an encrypted server. My IP address is unmasked. Every time I turn ExpressVPN on, I'm given a random IP address shared by other ExpressVPN customers. It makes it difficult for third parties to identify me and harvest my data. That's the best part. ExpressVPN is so easy. No matter what you're on, a phone, a laptop, a smart TV, all you have to do is tap one button and bingo, you're protected. So if you believe, like I do, that your data is your business, secure yourself with the number one rated VPN on the market. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino and get three extra months for free. That's expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino to learn more today. All right, Joe, let's go. Stoked about today's show because I've been putting this thing together for like four hours this morning because I'm so pissed about what's going on here and how suckers are falling for this. Always ask the question, what is the deep state? Yes, it's real. I don't care what you call it. The silly state, the stupid state, the soupy state, the dopey state, whatever you call it, I don't care. But the deep state is real. What is the deep state hiding through impeachments, prosecutions, and the targeting of Trump officials like Rudy Giuliani, Mike Flynn, and others? I'm about to walk you through. We're going to take you on a journey today. You're not going to want to miss. It'll be like one of those like bedtime meditations you can listen to at night. Not because it'll put you to sleep, but after you're done with this, you're going to want your brain to consolidate it and process it because this is one of the most important shows I've ever done. I'm going to walk you through how the media, the swamp, and outside groups working together to destroy Trump and the entire Trump ecosystem of people, Rudy Giuliani being our latest target. Let's get to this little gem first. Please, by the way, please read my newsletter today. This show will make a world of sense if you go and read all the articles in the newsletter. It'll be like a little bit of homework for the show. Bongino.com slash newsletters, how you subscribe free to my newsletter. Check out this article first. New York Post, breaking this weekend. The New York Times, the Washington Post, and NBC all forced to retract false claims about Giuliani by Kathy Ann Boniello. Wait, what happened? Remember when we were told last week, Rudy Giuliani, President Trump's former attorney, former mayor of New York City, greatest mayor they ever had, Rudy Giuliani was given a defensive briefing by the FBI. He was told by the FBI. This is what I'm going to call. Everybody track with me, follow me here. This is what I'm going to call from now on the he was warned narrative, right? The FBI met with Giuliani and they warned him what he was doing was Russian disinformation. He was warned. In other words, he was put on notice. 
Well, we were told that by the Washington Post, New York Times, and others. Yet it turns out that's not exactly true from the New York Post piece. The New York Times appended their correction to a story about the role Giuliani may have played in the 2019 recall of Ambassador Marie Ivanovich. More on that one later. And whether he received a warning from the FBI about Russian disinformation. Quote, an earlier version of this article misstated whether Giuliani received a formal warning from the FBI about Russian disinformation. Mr. Giuliani did not receive such a so-called defensive briefing, the Times wrote Saturday, in a note attached to the piece. Why does that matter? Because to set up the fact that Rudy Giuliani's a Russian stooge, that's the narrative. That's the fake story, right? Anyone they want to target in the Trump space, it's blank is a Russian stooge. Donald Trump, Trump's a Russian traitor. Mike Flynn, Flynn's a Russian traitor. We covered this all on the Friday show. A must watch. This show will make a lot more sense too if you watch Friday show. Rudy Giuliani, he's a traitor with Russia. They, they just fill in the blank. None of this is true. Please understand what I'm telling you. It's all gaslighting, but the lie has to be stated and stated confidently. That's what gaslighting is. And they're trying to isolate people from the truth. So in order to make it appear and to take out Rudy Giuliani, because remember, they're hiding something. We'll get to that. They have to make it appear these working for Russia. The best way to do it, leak a story by anonymous sources, folks. Those anonymous sources again. That Giuliani was briefed a long time ago. Hey, this stuff you're talking about with Hunter Biden and Ukraine, it's Russian disinformation. Story makes its way around the entire media universe. People see it on Twitter and Facebook and all these other um, and nasty liberal sites. And then when the story makes its way around that Giuliani was warned, what happens? Oh, we find out over the weekend that, yeah, it was just made up. That there actually was no briefing from the FBI. Now, why would an intelligence source in the swamp, remember what we're talking about today, we're walking through how the media, the swamp, and outside groups, Soros and those groups, how they work together to destroy the Trump team. The media gets this story, Giuliani was warned. It's leaked from a swamp source, and outside groups promoted on social media. They waited for the lie to go all the way around the world. Now everybody believes Giuliani was told you're a Russian stooge and ignored it. And then we find out later that the story is totally false, that that briefing never happened. Why is it important to leak that? You're probably asking yourself now, why is the swamp source leaking to media stooges, propaganda, Pravda-like media losers? Why are they leaking that? Because it sets up intent. Having been a criminal investigator myself <laughs> at one point in my life, it's very important during criminal trials, especially when you're briefing a jury, briefing a grand jury, to set up intent. People think in narratives and stories, and they always want to know, even though it may not be relevant, right? It may not be, intent is not a component of every crime. You pass a counterfeit bill, whether you intended to or not, it's a crime. But it doesn't matter. Grand juries like to think in stories. So you always want to describe why people did what they did. Everybody tracking? So- they leaked the story about Giuliani getting this briefing from the FBI about you're, you're a Russian stooge, Rudy, to set up the fact that Rudy ignored that and went and did what he was doing in Ukraine anyway to set up the intent that Rudy didn't care. The problem is the story's fake. And Rudy's intent to ignore the FBI advice that he was a Russian stooge obviously can't set up intent because Giuliani was never told any of that. But it doesn't matter. The story made its way around the world before it was quietly retracted over the weekend. Now, you want to watch how deep state sources who leaked that? He was told Giuliani was warned. Remember that? He was warned narrative. You want to see how the media, Soviets, the propagandists in the media, um, the new Baghdad Bob of Spygate, Nicole Wallace from MSNBC, who can never seem to get a story right, but amazingly is still allowed to go on the air at MSNBC. She has been wrong on every major Trump story. And stunningly, Nicole Wallace is allowed to stay on the air. I want to play three cuts from the, a very excited, uh, claimed to be a former Republican, um, 
really, she's the Baghdad Bob of MSNBC right now. Remember, there are no tanks in Iraq. Remember, we played that a couple of weeks ago. Tanks are rolling. Into- Remember Baghdad Bob, the propaganda minister from for uh, Saddam Hussein, right? They have Baghdad Bobs everywhere in the media. So here's Baghdad Nicole. I believe this is from Friday or the weekend. Whatever. Doesn't even matter. Here's cut one. Watch Nicole Wallace, propagandist in the media. She sets it up right now. The de facto Baghdad Bob. She confidently repeats the lie that Giuliani was warned he was a Russian stooge to set up intent. Giuliani knew he was a Russian stooge and ignored it. Here, here's cut one. Totally confident that this actually happened because an anonymous source said so. Check this out. Here's the most important thing to know about the swirl of breaking news in that criminal investigation into Rudy Giuliani, the former mayor of New York, whose brand in Trump world is inextricably linked to a perverse strain of selective patriotism and his quickly fading post 9-11 glory, was informed by the very law enforcement agency that helped make his entire career, the FBI, that he was aiding and abetting a Russian disinformation campaign, an attack on the U.S. election. And what did Rudy, America's mayor, do? He wittingly proceeded to amplify Russian disinformation in defiance of that FBI warning that it was a Russian attack on our democracy. Notice the words this stooge, Baghdad Bob of MSNBC, uses. Wittingly and in defiance. Why would Nicole Wallace use those words? Um, Because she's not very bright. Um, or she is very bright and is an active propagandist. Only one of those two is a viable reason. She uses the terms that Rudy wittingly, basically knowingly defied the FBI briefing to do what? The FBI briefing, by the way, that never happened. We now know that. Quiet retraction. She wants to set up intent. This Giuliani is such a evil SOB that the FBI warned him he was a Russian stooge and he wittingly defied them anyway. The story's totally fake. But Nicole, who again, can never get a story right ever, just runs on the air with it and trusts the same anonymous sources that told us the pee-pee tape was real. <laughs> no question. The media used the question stuff. No more. Okay. That was cut one. This is a very important uh, clip by Nicole Wallace, Baghdad Nicole. It's important because this explains totally how the media, and this was all done to set it up. There we go with the intent part. He was briefed and ignored it. Here's part two. She covers it all amazingly in one four minute open to her show. Second part of this, you have to ask yourself during this segment. Remember how I opened up the show? What are they hiding by targeting Rudy? Leaking and do what are they hiding? One of the things they're hiding, I believe, is the role of Marie Yovanovitch, our former ambassador in Ukraine, and what she knew or didn't know was going on in Ukraine when Hunter Biden and Joe Biden were over there. Marie Yovanovitch was our top diplomat. Nicole Wallace, again, is either really smart and is a very active propaganda minister or is really stupid and is being totally used. Ask yourself watching to this second part, why are they so worried about protecting Marie Yovanovitch? Check this out. New York Times breaking the news last night that the very act that Trump was impeached over, that called a Ukrainian President Zelensky and the intimidation and smearing of an American anti-corruption official, former U.S. ambassador to Ukraine, Marie Yovanovitch, is central to the probe into Rudolf Giuliani. From the Times, quote, at least one of the warrants executed Wednesday was seeking evidence related to Ms. Yovanovitch and her role as ambassador. In particular, federal authorities were expected to scour the electronic devices for communications between Giuliani and Trump administration officials about the ambassador before she was recalled in April 2019. The warrant also sought his communications with Ukrainian officials who had butted heads with Ms. Yovanovitch, including some of the same people who at the time were helping Giuliani seek damaging information about President Biden, who was then a candidate, and his family, people said. At issue for investigators is a key question. Did Mr. Giuliani go after Yovanovitch solely on behalf of Mr. Trump, who was kind of his client at the time, or was he also doing so on behalf of the Ukrainian officials? who wanted her removed for their own reasons. 
Why are they so worried about people asking questions about Marie Ivanovich, our former ambassador to Ukraine? Why? If Marie Ivanovich did nothing wrong, why is there a full court press by the media, the swamp, and outside groups to cover up what Marie Ivanovich was up to in Ukraine? What did Marie Ivanovich do? More on that later, but remember, Marie Ivanovich's uh, Ukrainian embassy, remember, the Ukrainian embassy had me on their little social media monitoring list. Not sure if that's illegal. I don't think it is. It was my social media post, but I don't know if you remember this story. And I encourage you all to go to a search engine in case you think it's a conspiracy theory and I'm making it up. Just put Yovanovitch Bongino. They had me on some kind of social media watch. It was public posts. Anyone could see them. But it's fascinating that the former ambassador to Ukraine was watching what I was posting on social media. Why? Maybe because in my book, Follow the Money, I talked about on Friday, I exposed what they were up to over there. Again, if you did nothing wrong, why would you be watching what I posted on social media? I'm not sure. That's a real story. So question one. What are they so worried about with Yovanovitch? All right, I've got a third cut from this where, you know, number one, she sets up the briefing hoax. Giuliani was briefed. Two, she's got to set up a defense of Marie Yovanovitch. She doesn't want anybody asking questions about Marie Yovanovitch. Weird. I I thought they were in the media. My mistake. Three, they're going to go back to the Russia hoax again. I'll get to that in a second. Let me get to my second sponsor. Appreciate your patience. Uh, it's the final week of Chamonix Mother's Day sale. For only a few more days, get that special lady, the greatest skincare products in the world. Big fans of my house. At once in a lifetime special promotion. Order the classic Gen Yourself for bags and puffiness. Get the jawline treatment and Zotique deep correcting serum absolutely free. And as a surprise Mother's Day gift, Gen Yourself will also include the legendary GenuCell XV anti-wrinkle treatment and moisturizer for free. That's three free gifts when you order today. Make this Mother's Day one to remember with the greatest skincare products money can buy. Chamonix promises you'll see results within 12 hours, guaranteed, or your money back. Here's how you get it. Go to GenuCell.com, enter my promo code DAN40, that's DAN40, for an extra $40 off this big sale. And as a special gift, every order is upgraded to free priority shipping. Three free gifts with your GenuCell order today. Don't wait. Call or click now. It's the last week. Call or click now. GenuCell.com, G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com, GenuCell.com, promo code Dan40, Dan40. Check it out. Big fans of the product in this house. All right. Back to the show. So here's Nicole Wallace. Again, this is a four-minute segment. We had to cut some pieces of it out because they were just redundant. It was just her repeating her nonsense. Baghdad Nicole. Here's Baghdad Nicole going right back to the Russia hoax again. Remember, every time they want to hide something, don't ask questions about Marie Yovanovitch, what she was doing in Ukraine. Don't you dare. What do you do? Anyone who asks questions is a Russian traitor. Here we go again. Cut three. Whose agenda was it to remove the one U.S. official standing in the way of Russian corruption? Both answers are bad for Trump and the country, but perhaps only one will expose Rudy to criminal charges. Was it Donald Trump's mission to remove someone working in the U.S. national security interests as a bulwark against corrupt pro-Russian forces? Rudy seems to think so. And if it is, then why was an American president placing Russian interests ahead of stated and written U.S. anti-corruption policy in Ukraine? This is amazing. You, you, you know, you would have believed if we live in a sane world. Again, it's why I can't recommend to you enough Frankel's book, you know, Man's, uh, Man's Search for Meaning, because it describes the real horrors Frankel went through in, in Auschwitz and the concentration camps. It describes the real horrors of, because I know you, a lot of folks just want to give up when things get bad. I get it. But when you hear a story of a man like that who went through the ultimate hell, the ultimate hell, there's no bigger hell I can have and survive that. All of a sudden, these little things we're going through don't seem so bad. And you're reinvigorated for a fight when you realize what real, real depravity looks like. But I know a lot of you get upset because you're like, you would think something after the exposing of the biggest scandal in modern political history, the Spygate scandal, the spying scandal on the Trump team and the impeachment hoax, that they would give up on the Russia PP tape stuff. They don't care one bit. Baghdad Nicole is right back again with the Russia stuff. They don't even hide it. 
They don't even have, they're not embarrassed. They don't care. There's no fact check you can expose them to. They simply don't care. Nicole, everything you said about the Russia hoax was fake. I don't care. We're going to do fake again because fake is good. They don't care. So she lies about the Rudy Giuliani briefing or, or repeats a lie. She's got to protect Yovanovitch. And she does it by going back to the Russia hoax. CNN had a chip into the effort, too. They're really, really terrified about Marie Yovanovitch and what she was doing in Ukraine being exposed. Why? If she was doing nothing wrong and she's paid by U.S. taxpayer dollars, what's the problem? Here's Jake Tapper at CNN again. CNN chipping in. Got a cover for Yovanovitch. Check this out. In our politics lead today, new details about what feds are actually investigating after they raided Rudy Giuliani's home and office on the Upper East Side of Manhattan this week. The New York Times now reports that that raid was connected to former Ambassador Marie Yovanovitch. You might remember then-President Trump removed her as the U.S. ambassador to Ukraine in 2019. And as she testified in the impeachment inquiry, Trump was on Twitter attacking her at that very moment, according to the New York Times. In the midst of a Giuliani and a bunch of shady characters trying to dig up dirt on the Bidens, Giuliani wanted her fired. But at whose direction? Former President Trump? Ukrainian officials? Was Giuliani trying to play both sides? The feds are going to great lengths to answer that key question, as CNN's Jessica Schneider now reports. This is bizarre. These are media, media people who have seemingly no interest whatsoever in what Yovanovitch was up to, why President Trump and the administration felt the need to let her go, and they refer to the Biden information as dirt, despite the fact that the information about Hunter Biden and his employment in Ukraine under shady circumstances is real. They have no interest in that. None. They just have to frame it as, Giuliani was going after Yovanovitch. It was a Russian thing, and therefore it's bad. Nobody asks any questions. Well, we're going to ask questions, even though I'm on their watch list, whatever it may be. Again, just look it up yourself. You think I'm making this up? Some conspiracy theory. I don't care. You thought you were, I mean, if you really were under the illusion that you were going to somehow intimidate me into not talking about this, you are insane. I was going to say something I can't say on FCC areas. You are crazy. I'm now going to talk about it more. So we discussed in the beginning. I'm sorry. I don't want to repeat myself. I know sometimes I get that complaint, but it's for a reason. Tell people what you're going to tell them, tell them, and then tell them what you told them. It's the only way to tattoo it on everyone's brain. That's how important this story is. I'd set up the show saying, what are they hiding? And how the media, the swamp, and outside groups were working together to hide this. By getting rid of Giuliani, they're trying to hide what was going on in Ukraine, where Marie Yovanovitch was the ambassador. I now set up for you the media portion. Washington Post, New York Times, uh, CNN, Baghdad Nicole. They've all set up the narrative. Rudy was working for the Russians, targeting this loyal patriot, Marie Yovanovitch. Now let's talk about how this swamp worked with the media to immediately rush to the defense of Yovanovitch and what she was up to. NBC News, Dare Gregorian. This is from February of 2020. Marie Yovanovitch, key figure in Trump's impeachment, makes a book deal? <laughs> wow, what a deal. Great is that? I wonder if she's going to describe in a book deal what she was doing in Ukraine. Huh? Nice how they get to write these books to rehab their reputations after they get pushed out or whatever you want to call it. So Marie Ivanovich was involved in the impeachment of Donald Trump too? Isn't that, isn't that strange? Marie Ivanovich, such an interest in getting Trump out of office. Did Trump know something about Marie Ivanovich and what was going on in Ukraine? Why was Marie Ivanovich a, quote, key impeachment witness? And she gets a book deal afterward about it. Isn't that fascinating? So we know Marie Yovanovitch was involved in the impeachment of Donald Trump. Uh, Donald Trump, we saw her up there as a witness, seemed very interested in getting him out. What exactly was going on in Ukraine when she was the ambassador there? 
Here's where the show notes come in handy today, or the newsletter. I use the terms interchangeably. Again, Bongino.com slash newsletter. Read this gem from John Solomon back in 2019. And no, the article hasn't been discredited. That's just the media desperate to cover the tracks of Marie Yovanovitch and others. This is a, a key piece for you to read to understand the entire operation to take out Giuliani and Trump. The Hill. U.S. Embassy pressed Ukraine to drop the probe of George Soros group during the 2016 election. What the hell is the U.S. Embassy under Barack Obama being run by Marie Ivanovich during the 2016 presidential election, which Donald Trump, as we all know, won over Hillary Clinton? What in Hades was our embassy doing in Ukraine pressing a foreign government to drop an investigation? That's almost unprecedented. Why were we doing that? What were they investigating in Ukraine when Yovanovitch was in charge? Why was the U.S. Embassy and Obama so eager to make it go away? You may say, how does this tie to Rudy Giuliani? Ladies and gentlemen, you heard Nicole, uh, Baghdad Nicole in the beginning. This was an effort by Rudy to target Marie Yovanovitch. Oh, okay. We'll see. So Yovanovitch was the ambassador. She was the chief diplomat in Ukraine during the election in 2016. Let me read from you the opening salvo in this John Solomon piece. Why was the Ukrainian government looking into a group called Ant-AC? The Ukrainian government's looking at this group. Let's call them Antac, just to keep it simple. So they're looking at Antac, and our embassy in Ukraine is like, I don't think you should look at Antac. By the way, this is all a chapter in my book, Follow the Money, in detail with footnotes, if you want to read the whole story. John Solomon, quote, while the 2016 presidential race was going on in America, Ukrainian prosecutors ran into some unexpectedly strong headwinds as they pursued an investigation into the activities of a nonprofit in Ukraine known as Antac. The focus on Antac, whose youthful street activists famously wore, uh, I'll leave that out, was on the t-shirts, the next put in there, was part of a larger probe by Ukraine's prosecutor general's office into whether $4.4 million in U.S. funds to fight corruption inside Ukraine had been improperly diverted. Interesting. The prosecutors soon would learn the resistance they faced was blowing directly from the U.S. embassy in Kiev where the Obama administration took the rare step of trying to press the Ukrainian government to back off its investigation of the U.S. aid and the group. Wow. Really, really, really bizarre. If you're an idiot, Ukrainian government's investigating this group, Antac, for potentially diverting $4.4 million in U.S. funds. Antac... The U.S. Embassy doesn't want them investigated. Why are we getting involved in Ukrainian investigations? This is unprecedented stuff. It goes on. Here, number two. The investigation into ANTAC was based on the assistance they received from us and is similarly misplaced. Then the charge day affairs. This is the man underneath Marie Ivanovich. George Kent wrote the prosecutor's office in April of 2016 in a letter that also argued U.S. officials had no concerns about how the USAID had been spent. So keep, keep this up for a second. So this is important. George Kent, Marie Ivanovich is number two. He's the charge in the embassy. He's our guy in Ukraine. He, he, there's a, he writes this letter saying that it's a misplaced investigation at the ANTAC, pressuring them to get rid of it, apparently. It goes on. At the time, the nation's prosecutor general had just been fired under pressure from the United States. Oh, more on that later. And a permanent replacement had yet to be named. A few months later, Yuri Litsenko, widely regarded as a hero in the West for spending two years in prison after fighting Russian aggression, was named prosecutor general and invited to meet the new U.S. ambassador to Ukraine, Marie Yovanovitch. So Ukraine's looking into corruption by the potential corruption by this group Antac and how they may have diverted U.S. funds to allegedly nefarious causes, right? And our embassy says, don't you look at that. We have no problems. Don't look at that group. It's a, quote, misplaced investigation. 
Why were they so concerned? The U.S. Embassy, under the leadership of George Kent and Marie Ivanovich, with an investigation into Ant AC or Antac. Why? Well, don't worry. I've got screenshot number three to explain it for you right here. So the new prosecutor general, Litsenko, told John Solomon he was stunned when the ambassador, Yovanovitch at the time, quote, gave me a list of people we should not prosecute. The list included a founder of the ANTAC group and two members of parliament who vocally supported the group's anti-corruption agenda, according to a source directly familiar with the meeting. It turns out the group the Ukrainian law enforcement uh, was that Ukrainian Ukrainian law enforcement was probing was co-founded by the Obama administration and liberal mega donor George Soros. What are the chances of that? And it was collaborating with the FBI agents investigating then Trump campaign manager Paul Manafort's business activities with pro-Russian figures in Ukraine. The implied message to Ukraine's prosecutors was clear. Don't target ANTAC in the middle of an American presidential election in which George Soros was backing Hillary Clinton to succeed another Soros favorite, Barack Obama. Is Baghdad Nicole reporting on that? Now, to give you both sides of the argument, there has been some debate about Lutsenko's allegations about the do not prosecute list, whether it was a written list or a spoken list or an implication not to prosecute. But the fact that there was pressure being exerted by Kent and Yovanovitch on a, quote, misplaced investigation at the ANTAC is not open for dispute. Whether you call it a do not prosecute list, a wink and a nod do not prosecute list, a suggested do not prosecute list, or a misplaced prosecute list, I don't care what you call it. The message was absolutely clear as we get to this next screenshot. The embassy, U.S. embassy, supported ANTAC George Soros-funded group funded with Soros and the Obama administration. Rudy was looking into all this, and there don't seem to be a lot of questions about it. Matter of fact, speaking of the involvement of the swamp, gets even better here. Did I go out of order here a little bit? Yes, all right, we'll get to that. We're up to screenshot four, right? Three, okay. Listen to this. So much information here. I want to make sure I say, you have a very specific order. In one event, this is with ANTAC, during 2016, this agent Greenaway from the FBI and the Ambassador, Ambassador Yovanovitch participated alongside ANTAC's Directive, Executive Director, Daria Kalaniuk, and Lutsenko was present, the new prosecutor general. The message was clear. The embassy supported ANTAC. So this FBI agent Greenaway The FBI confirmed Greenaway's contacts with the Soros group. What is an FBI agent doing linked in with a George Soros group? They said, don't worry. The FBI said it was all part of the FBI's investigative work. This this agent Greenaway. They said, quote, in furtherance of the FBI's mission, course of her duties, FBI employees routinely travel and participate in public forums in an official capacity. All such travel and speaking engagements are authorized by the employee. This is all BS. So the agent who was working with Soros Group recently retired, by the way, and Soros' ANTAC group soon after announced that the agent was joining its supervisory board. (laughs) Why? Wait, okay. Oh, what? what? So Ukraine's investigating this group, ANTAC, funded with Soros and the Obama administration's money. There's an allegation that money was misused. Soros supports Obama and Hillary Clinton in the 2016 election. They pressure the Ukrainian government to get rid of the prosecutor looking into this. And then the FBI agent, one of them involved with the Soros group and the Ukrainian embassy, then retires and goes to work for the Soros group. Don't worry. The deep state is totally fake. It's all made up. Let's go to this little video here. You may remember this one, but it's a bit of an extended version. This is Joe Biden, who indicates in this video in front of he's giving a little speech at the Council of Foreign Relations. This is Joe Biden talking about his time as vice president when, shockingly, he was designated the point man for Ukraine. And Joe Biden had a real problem with this prosecutor that was looking into ANTAC and was also looking into his son. Hunter Biden, 
who had gained employment with the Ukrainian national ga- natural gas company Burisma under very suspicious circumstances. Here's Joe Biden talking about how he wanted that prosecutor out of the picture. Check this out. I, I, I was not I, I, but it just happened to be that was the assignment I got. I, I, I got all the good ones. Uh, and uh, so I got Ukraine. And uh, um, I remember going over convincing our team or others to convincing us that we should be providing for loan guarantees. And I went over, right, I guess, the 12th, 13th time to Kiev and uh, and I was going supposed to announce that there was another billion dollar loan guarantee. And I had gotten a commitment from Poroshenko and from uh, Yatsenyuk that they would take action against the state prosecutor, and they didn't. So they said they had. They were walking out to the press conference. Said, "No, nah, I said I'm not going to. We're not going to give you the billion dollars." They said, "You have no authority. You're not the president." The president said, "I said call him." <laughs> I said, "I'm telling you, you're not getting the billion dollars." I said, you're not getting the billion. I'm going to be leaving here. And I think it was, what, six hours? I looked, I said, I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> got fired. You're now seeing how the media, the swamp, Joe Biden's part of the swamp. So were people at the swampy leadership, apparently at the FBI, apparently as well. DC bureaucrats. You see how they all work together with outside groups, Soros, Antac, and others to make certain things go away. Now, you've been told watching that video, many of you have seen that video a thousand times. It's a stunning video. Joe Biden saying that when he was vice president, he demanded a foreign government fire a prosecutor that was investigating his son. That's the narrative you've heard. And that's true. He was investigating Hunter Biden's employment in Ukraine or Burisma. They were. They were investigating Burisma. Ladies and gentlemen, you've heard that story a thousand times. I'm going to leave that one for today because many of you haven't heard the angles I'm talking about now. It wasn't just that the prosecutor general's office was investigating Joe Biden's kid in Ukraine. They were investigating a George Soros group, too, and they were also targeting others. That's the story. The Hunter Biden story is bad enough, and we'll stay on that. But there's another angle to this. Why is this relate to the Giuliani thing and the need to time the Russia? Because Giuliani knew all this. All right. Um, let me get to my third sponsor. Because not only was Antac proposing that these people shouldn't be or alleged to be proposing, don't prosecute these people, Antac. Apparently, they also had a target list, too. And it's fascinating. All right, today's show also brought to you by Pearl Source. Jewelry is one of the most popular gifts you can get for Mother's Day, and there's a good reason for it. You can't go wrong. It's timeless, the classics. And there's nothing more classic or more beautiful on a woman than fine pearl jewelry, which doesn't need to break your budget. Paula looks amazing in hers. At the Pearl Source, you get the highest quality pearl jewelry up to 70% off retail prices. How do they do it? The Pearl Source cuts out the middleman by eliminating traditional five times markups by jewelry stores and selling directly to you the consumer. The Pearl Source offers fast and free two-day shipping on every order with zero contact delivery. Everything comes beautifully packaged in an elegant jewelry box, so it's ready to be given as a gift. Not sure if she'll love your gift? No worries. The Pearl Source comes with a no-hassle, 60-day money-back guarantee, so it's risk-free. Plus, with more than 20 years in the Pearl business and nearly 12,000 five-star reviews, you can be sure you're shopping from a trusted retailer. Tell mom you love her and appreciate her with a beautiful pearl jewelry from the Pearl Source. It's a gift she'll remember for years to come. Do not overpay for jewelry. Go to the Pearl Source and save up to 70% off retail prices. And for a limited time, my listeners can take 20% off their entire order for Mother's Day. Here's how you get it again. Go to thepearlsource.com, thepearlsource.com slash Dan, thepearlsource.com slash Dan. And enter promo code Dan at checkout for 20% off your entire order. If you want fine pearl jewelry at the best prices online, Go straight to the store. Stuff is absolutely gorgeous, by the way. Thepearlsource.com and enter promo code Dan at checkout. The Pearl Source, excuse me, thepearlsource.com slash Dan. Enter promo code Dan at checkout. Don't forget. Really, really beautiful gifts. Okay. So now we know that Marie Ivanovich was running the show in Ukraine. There's an alleged do not prosecute list or conversation. Don't touch this ANTAC group that has financial ties to Soros-funded groups. Don't you dare investigate them during a presidential election. Got to take care of our peeps, right? 
But not only do they have a list of people to not prosecute, apparently what was going on in Ukraine is the groups they were working with, funded by Soros, apparently had a target list too. Here's another article by John Solomon. She'll be in the uh, show notes today. Oh, by the way, John Solomon was also a target of the FBI, apparently their investigation, as we saw leaked to the media on Friday, that they're looking for Giuliani's conversations with John Solomon. Oh my gosh, why would that be? Why would that be? Because John Solomon was investigating like this, the Soros stuff. Here's the second article be in my newsletter. George Soros' secret 2016 access to State Department exposes big money hypocrisy of Democrats. Now John Solomon winds up on a target list too with Giuliani. So weird. So not only did they not want people prosecuted, they wanted people prosecuted too. They had a target list. Who was it? Well, this is article number five. Uh, oh, sorry, I went out of order. Uh, go back to that. My, my fault. I'm screwing Guy up today because the show is really complicated. This is screenshot five from the first article so you can read through. Thank you. You're very quick on the switch there. I'm messing them up. Remember when I used to drive Paula crazy with this? <laughs> I'm sorry. She'd be, After the show, she'd be like, can you get your act together? Who did they want prosecuted? Well, let's talk first about this guy, Dimitri Fertash. So screenshot five from the Solomon piece. They had this memo that this ANTAC group put together about Ukraine. It's got a big, long name. You can read it in the piece. And the memo included a chart of Ukrainians the Soros team wanted to have pursued. Huh? Weird. Senior U.S. law enforcement officials confirmed to me that the early kleptocracy collaborations inside Ukraine led to a highly visible U.S. action against the oligarch Dmitry Fertash, who was a major target of the Soros group, along with Paul Manafort, Trump's guy. Gosh, so it looks like there's a do not prosecute for ANTAC, Soros' group, and it's Soros' group puts together a, a handy memo, folks. It's just a handy memo. They're just trying to help. And on that target list of people the U.S. Embassy should be looking into, they have this guy, Dmitry Fertash. His name's on there. Who's Dmitry Fertash? And why would a Soros-associated group want Dmitry Fertash investigated? I don't know Dmitry Fertash. have no idea if he's into criminal activity or not. All I can tell you is I find it awfully suspicious that Soros' group wanted him targeted. While they didn't want their group targeted, they made the U.S. Embassy, I put him on notice not to target ANTAC. Yovanovitch and Kent apparently said those investigations into Soros' group were misplaced. But all of a sudden, they want everybody to look into Fertesh. Who's Fertesh? This is the second article. I'm sorry. The, the, the title I just read before from Solomon. They'll all be in the show notes. Here's a screenshot from that one. Well, such initiatives are noble in principle, but in Ukraine, some targets had political and business implications as well. For example, one DOJ investigation in 2014 targeted Ukrainian oligarch Dmitry Fertesh. He and George Soros both have significant energy interests in Europe and rival plans to rebuild Ukraine. After Fertesh's indictment, Soros's business announced plans to invest $1 billion in Ukraine. You see a little bit of a conflict of interest there. So Soros' group, they're on some do not prosecute list by the U.S. Embassy under Obama. They don't want Soros' group prosecuted. Antac, Soros' group, then has a list of people they do want prosecuted. And one of them just happens to be a business rival of George Soros, who the DOJ subsequently investigates. Ha! <laughs> Man, that is um, that is just a total coincidence. I'm I'm sure, I'm sure. I, I total what do we call it? big quinky dink. Let me show you a piece of video here. So you got it, George Soros, Dmitry Fertash, rivals. Fertash gets prosecuted. Soros appears on a his this group on a do not prosecute list. Sounds sounds fair, right? If you're crazy. Here's the ever clueless former FBI agent, an absolute embarrassment to the agency. A guy by the name of Frank Faglizzi, who had that ridiculous segment, remember three, four years ago, when he was talking about uh, the symbolism of it. It was just so embarrassing. I, I'm, I'm stunned they still have this guy on the air. But here's Faglizzi, who kind of says the quiet part out loud here. I want you to pay very close attention to the end of this cut on MSNBC. Keep in mind what we're talking about here. 
how it's weird how this Soros group wanted Dmitry Firtash targeted. And who is Firtash's attorney? And how does that relate to the targeting of Giuliani and John Solomon? Play the cut, and I'll explain it. Check this out. This is so much bigger than that, Stephanie. They're, they're looking for evidence that essentially Rudy Giuliani was acting as a surrogate for a foreign power, even a foreign intelligence service like Russia. Why do I say that? Let's not forget that there was another person searched yesterday. That was uh, Victoria Tonsig. Who does she represent? Dmitry Firtash. Who is he? He is an oligarch. Oh, wow. This is so crazy. This is really crazy pills time. There's a crazy pills emoji for your phone. Take the crazy pills, folks. So really strange. Let's go back to the beginning. What are they trying to stop? Who are they trying to stop? And what are they hiding? Apparently, there are three people on their target list. Rudy Giuliani, who exposed Marie Yovanovitch and what she was up to in Ukraine with this alleged do not prosecute list or whatever however you describe it. John Solomon, a reporter who wrote about this whole thing and exposed the George Soros tie to this whole thing. And Victoria Tunsing was on that target list, too, apparently, in this FBI investigation, who just happens to be an attorney who represents Dmitry Firtash, who is a business rival of George Soros. Crazy how all those people are on our government's hit list. Tunsing, Solomon and Giuliani. While nobody's asking questions about the do not prosecute list, why ANTAC was on the do not prosecute list, why ANTAC may have been getting funding from George Soros, why George Soros's business rivals under investigation while George Soros's group isn't, and why Marie Yovanovitch and George Kent appeared to know at some point what was going on in Ukraine, and yet nobody's asking them any questions. The media is all running interference for, for a Marie Yovanovitch and the Biden administration, despite Biden being on tape tra- talking about firing the people who were looking into this. <sighs> Seriously, leftists, do you wake up every morning saying, again, how, how do I reach mac- maximum suckerhood today? Like on a hundred scale, zero to hundred, zero meaning you're never a sucker. A hundred, you're a sucker every second of every day. Do you wake up every morning how to figure out how to ting the hundred at the, at the ping the hundred, I'm sorry, at the top of the suckerhood scale. You realize you're being played, right? You may say, does this story get worse? Folks, of course it gets worse. Of course it gets worse. So now we saw how the outside groups, ANTAC and others, work with the FBI and the government, bring their people in, hire the FBI agent later push the embassy to do what they want. We see how they work to take out Trump people and anyone who opposes them. But don't worry. Once this started to come to light, the swamp came to the rescue. And it's going to come to the rescue again right now. And we'll call them out. We'll probably be on some search warrant list soon too. Not even kidding, but that's okay. Don't mind that one bit. Let me get to my last sponsor and we'll talk about the last segment of the show, which is important. And it's going to tie into a story I discussed last week, how the swamp is trying to clean this up right now in hopes you don't notice. Last sponsor today, Helix Sleep. Helix Sleep is a quiz. It takes just two minutes to complete. It matches your body type and sleep preferences to the perfect mattress for you. With Helix, you're getting a mattress you know will be perfect for the way you sleep. Everybody's unique. Helix knows that. So they have several different mattress models to choose from. Soft. Medium, firm mattresses. They have mattresses great for cooling you down, like me if you sleep hot. And even a Helix Plus Size mattress for plus size sleepers. I took the Helix quiz. I was matched with the Midnight Lux mattress because I wanted something firm. It helps my shoulders a little bit. I have rough shoulders. I love my Midnight Lux. It's been awesome getting unboxing videos from so many of you who found the Helix mattress of your dreams. If you're looking for a mattress, take the quiz. Order the mattress you're matched to and the mattress comes shipped to your door for free. You don't need to go to a mattress store again. I love my Helix mattress. The best. My daughter has one too. Big hit in this house, but you don't need to take my word for it. Helix was ordered the number one, not number two, number one best overall mattress pick of 2020 by GQ and Wired Magazine. Here's how you get this great deal. Go to helixsleep.com slash Dan. Take their two-minute sleep quiz and they'll match you to a customized mattress that'll give you the best sleep of your life. 
They have a 10-year warranty and you get to try it out for 100 nights sleep trial risk-free. They'll even pick it up for you if you don't love it. You will. Don't even worry about it. Helix also offers exclusive discounts for military, first responders, teachers, and students. Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go today. It's a great mattress. HelixSleep.com slash Dan. HelixSleep.com slash Dan. H-E-L-I-X. HelixSleep.com slash Dan. All right. Thanks, Helix. So now there's a mess to clean up. And the swamp thinks prosecuting Giuliani, serving search warrants at his house, targeting John Solomon, the media reporter who reported on what Giuliani was up to and others, and targeting the lawyer for one of the people involved, Victoria Tunsing. The swamp thinks that's going to shut people up. Uh, My guess is it may in some respects, but I'm not going to shut up about it. So the swamp's coming to the rescue again. I want you to pay very close attention to this story from the Washington Examiner from last week. Be in the show notes today, the newsletter. The FISA court, you know, the court that authorized the spying operation on the Trump team, the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Court. The FISA court picks Carter Page reviewer and Democratic impeachment lawyer for an advisory gig. (laughs) You know, it's like I said to you before, talking about, I know, I, you know I'm going to get a lot of emails today. Dad, it's not worth it. I'm giving up. Listen, that's your choice. I, 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 there's nothing I can do to talk you out of it. I'm not. I'm not. I'm sorry. I have nothing else other than this fight. And if the best we can do is expose these people for what they're up to and hope later, hope that there's some justice, then that's all I've got. And that's what I'm willing to do. And I'm really sorry to have to give you bad news, but you would think these people, after this person we're talking about in this piece, you may say, what's your name? This is Mary McCord, former Department of Justice uh, official. You would think after her role in the impeachment hoax, the Spygate hoax, and the targeting of Mike Flynn, that she would sliver off in disgrace. Not only she, she is back with a vengeance. From the Washington Examiner piece, a former DOJ official who reviewed the flawed FISA application against Carter Page and who later assisted House Democrats in impeachment efforts against Trump has been selected to serve in a key advisory role with the FISA court. (laughs) These people are unbelievable. The cojones on these people. Mary McCord, currently a Georgetown Law School professor. Get your kids out of Georgetown immediately. And former acting assistant attorney general for national security was picked by the FISA court to serve as an amicus curiae, a friend of the court, with Georgetown announcing it last week. McCord recently served as legal counsel on Speaker Pelosi's security review, too, after the Capitol riot. So just to be clear, I'm going to set this up with a few more pieces here. A DOJ official intimately involved in the spying operation on Trump, who was also involved in the targeting of Mike Flynn, I'll get to that, who was also involved in the impeachment hoax, I'll get to that, and is also involved with this security review after the January 6th incident, you would think again would be eager to get out of this public spotlight from the embarrassment of being associated with this. Spygate, the targeting of Flynn. No, the FISA court which is looking into stuff that went on in the Spygate hoax, allegedly looking into stuff, brings her on as a, quote, friend of the court. Now, I showed you this last week from our buddy Technofog Substack. The FISA court right now is doing a review of the process to get FISA warrants to spy on people, like what happened against Donald Trump. I call it a review with air quotes because it's an alleged review. But one of the things they noticed, which you'll see highlighted in bold, hat tip our friend Technofog, is apparently the FISA court is still up to their old tricks, acquiring information on domestic crimes that are not matters of foreign intelligence. These investigations by the FISA, keep in mind, it's the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Court. So they're now looking into domestic crimes with warrantless searches, non-adversarial warrant searches. They're looking at healthcare fraud and look at the end of this investigations related to public corruption and bribery. Oh, 
Oh, I think it's starting to make sense now. So this new thing they had to leak out, they find out that the FISA court is still violating American civil liberties by investigating things not related to foreign intelligence. It's the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Court. But they're looking at public corruption and healthcare fraud? Who was one of those people that they were looking at for public corruption? May I ask if one of those people may have been Rudy Giuliani for allegations of public corruption? Is that is that one of those people? If it was, if, I don't know that. But if it was, wouldn't it make a world of sense then for the FISA court looking to clean up this mess? To bring in Mary McCord? who was intimately involved with the Spygate scandal, Flynn, and all of the other scandals. She was a DOJ official while a lot of this was going on. Wouldn't it make perfect sense to bring her in to clean up the mess if it comes out that they were using FISA warrants to spy on Rudy Giuliani too? I mean, Mary McCord has a lot of experience going after the Trump team, right? Look at this article in Politico by Darren Samuelson. Meet the legal minds behind Trump's impeachment. (laughs) Wait till you see who one of their top outside lawyers they brought in to impeach Trump was. (laughs) Coincidences just keep adding up. Here's a quote. I think people do seize the critical time in our history, said Mary McCord, a former DOJ official who helped oversee the FBI's probe into Russian interference in the 2016 election and is now listed as a top outside counsel for the House in key legal fights tied to impeachment. If it's uncovered that the FBI used FISA warrants or the FISA court to spy on Rudy Giuliani, it would make perfect sense that they would bring in someone like Mary McCord to be a friend to the court to help them explain it away. Because Mary McCord, after all, was deeply involved in the impeachment hoax where they tried to get rid of Donald Trump for trying to get rid of Marie Yovanovitch. Marie Yovanovitch, who the allegations against her and George Kent of pushing to not prosecute a Soros group are very serious. You got to make that go away, too. Here's another one. Here's an article by The New York Times from 2019. Marie, Mary McCord, I keep calling her Marie, sorry, Mary McCord, creeps up again. People are trying to figure out William Barr. He's busy stockpiling power. Headline, New York Times. Who gives a quote to the New York Times for this gem? <laughs> there it is. There it is again. Mary McCord. She says, quote, it's shocking how much Barr has echoed the president's own statement, said Mary McCord. She really went after Bill Barr. Mary McCord. She doesn't like Barr much. Was Barr looking into stuff? Here's Mary McCord's name creeping up again in an old John Solomon piece at Just the News. Remember, Mary McCord's now a friend to the FISA court. The FISA court, which just discovered that there were abuses of the FISA court to look at officials for public corruption right as they started looking at Rudy Giuliani. Who better to clean up the mess, folks? Here's just the news, John Solomon, March of 2020. Obama DOJ officials privately told Mueller, Bob Mueller, they were alarmed alarmed by the FBI's treatment of Mike Flynn. Look who met with the deputy director of the FBI right after the Mike Flynn meeting to discuss what was going to happen with the whole Flynn hoax, Flynn prosecution. According to Andrew McCabe, after the interview with Flynn, the interviewing agents returned to the FBI and they briefed Andy McCabe. The Mueller memo stated, the agents believe Flynn seemed very credible in the interview. Everyone in the room thought it was amazing that the agents believed Flynn was credible since he denied something everyone knew to be true. McCabe and then acting assistant attorney general Mary McCord had many subsequent discussions about the Logan Act, according to the memo. They believed prosecuting a Logan Act violation was a long shot. Well, that got out there. And Mary McCord apparently was very upset that it got out that she may have believed that a Logan Act prosecution of Flynn was a long shot. So Mary McCord then had to go and write an op-ed for the New York Times. Conveniently titled, Bill Barr twisted my words in dropping the Flynn case. Here's the truth. 
where she goes after Flynn again. So there it is for you, folks. The media, swamp, government swamp and outside groups all working together to make a story go away. Working together to make sure you never, ever see what Giuliani was up to, what John Solomon was reporting on, and the client Victoria Tunsing's representing. And they do it by tying them all to Russia making it up, and then bringing back the swamp people involved in all these scandals to clean up the mess afterwards. All right, folks, thanks again for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Please watch the video today of the show, rumble.com slash Bongino, rumble.com slash Bongino. I really appreciate it. I know it was a loaded show. I'll see you all tomorrow. You just heard Dan Bongino.